Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex P. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, Sunday, October 22nd. Ian Cameron and Alex B. Smith ready to break down the Sunday slate. Two games on tap. We've got Calgary and Detroit, Boston and Anaheim uh, coming up today. Uh, and we will break those down in a moment. First, though, we look back on Saturday, and it was a huge, huge Saturday, of course, uh, in NHL action. 15 games. It started with a couple of day games. Detroit, how about a, what a performance by the Red Wings in the uh, first game of the day, 5-2. to two. Uh, a win over the Ottawa Senators, first loss on the homestand for the Ottawa Senators. And uh, this Detroit team, man, they're putting up some numbers at the offensive end of the ice. There is no question about that. The Red Wings, you look at their results. They have scored six, four, six, and five during this current four-game win streak, four and one to begin uh, the season. Um, and they've been excellent in terms of being able to find the back of the net. And even the defense, which to me had some issues and some concerns of mine, you know, they've held the fort and they've allowed the offense to do the rest. And uh, Billy Huso, a very strong start from him and net as well. So very impressive win on the road against a good Ottawa Senators team yesterday. And of course, Detroit's in action today, once again, back home against Calgary. And we'll be teeing up that game in just a bit. Uh, Arizona, two to one victory over Anaheim. That game definitely did not have the pace I thought it would. Uh, that first period in particular was a very sluggish period really from both teams. And, uh, you know, it was a really, really well-played game at the defensive end, really from both of the teams uh, yesterday. And Arizona ends up getting the 2-1 uh, to one victory there uh, in that game over the uh, Anaheim Ducks. Uh, and the Mullet Arena 1-0 this season, and that was a team that had a winning home record last year. Let's see uh, if that continues uh, here uh, this season, but off to a good start. Buffalo 3-1 win over the Islanders. Uh, I think the best team effort, for 60 minutes that I've seen from Buffalo this season and very happy to see it cashing a ticket with the Sabres there in that game. Uh, it can't even really fault Varlamov. Varlamov really played well, uh, kept his team in the game. Um, New York Islanders didn't generate a whole lot, but again, it was a very nice defensive effort from the Sabres, the kind of defensive effort that I believe this team is capable of, especially after adding Johnson and Clifton, two veteran defensemen in the off season. And they proved it last night and shout out to Eric Comrie as well made the saves he had to, and uh, another win for him as a Sabre against the New York Islanders. Remember, he shut them out last year. I mentioned that on the show yesterday. And uh, Buffalo getting the job done, and Comrie a solid game in net. Vancouver, nice to see them bounce back. We had a piece of them plus price, 5-3 uh, against Florida. Uh, really solid effort from them top to bottom. Casey DeSmith solid in net. And really, it was a great game from the leadership core of the Canucks. They had lost two in a row, frustrating results. And you saw Quinn Hughes have a huge game. Jake T. Miller have a huge game. Uh, Elias, Petters, Elias Pedersen had a huge game. Um, those That core was terrific last night for the uh, Vancouver Canucks. They drove the bus uh, and drove the bus back in the right direction for the Vancouver Canucks as they bounced back and beat Florida 5-3. to three. Uh, The woes continue for Ovi and the Capitals. I mean, a 3-2 overtime loss to the Canadians. Cole Caulfield gets the game winner. Um, this is a bad Washington Capitals team. I think now we're starting to really see that, like like maybe worse than I thought. And I didn't have high hopes for them coming into the season, but this might be a worse team than even I imagined uh, coming into the season. Um, we saw Toronto, great comeback from the Leafs 
4-3 in overtime. They really should have won the game. Even, even when they were down 3-1, I was watching the game and thinking, how the hell are the Leafs down by two goals? They're outplaying Tampa. They're completely all over them. Jonas Johansson had a Mackenzie Blackwood moment like he had against Colorado with San Jose, where he was just all of a sudden, where did this guy come from? He's turned into Grant Fuhrer for two and a half periods there. It was absolutely outstanding. But the Leafs finally got to him. Matthew Nyes, in particular, got to him for a couple of goals. Uh, to 3-1, he got the 3-2 goal. He got the game-tying goal. And then the Leafs ended up winning it in overtime with a John Tavares game winner. What is it about John Tavares' OT goals in Tampa Bay? And, of course, we know he had a big one for them last year in the playoffs. 4-3 uh, win for the Leafs there. Great result. They deserved that victory. They were the better team. So it was nice to see them get rewarded for a very good effort. Really, the, you know, Samsonov giving up three goals on four shots to begin the game. Uh, it was really put them in a tough spot. But Joe Wall was a wall after, when he came into the game. He was absolutely outstanding. And uh, Sheldon Keefe didn't screw around after the game. He said that yeah. he's going to push Samsonov and – Sam, and he flat out said, you know, you can't give up three goals on four shots. So I think Joe Wall's going to get more playing time. Joe Wall's already, by the way, been confirmed for Tuesday night on our BetCast night. He will be in net for the Leafs against the uh, Washington Capitals to get the uh, BetCast started on uh, Tuesday night. And uh, I think I have an idea who I'll be betting on uh, in that game, by the way, already uh, in that one. Um, and I think the Leafs, too, they're going to want to carry momentum forward into that. Yeah. Uh, the Washington game, you know, it's not satisf satisfactory enough that they, oh, they just snapped a little skid here against Tampa. No, you got to build off it. Uh, and certainly they got a team they're capable of building off it uh, on Tuesday night, uh, taking on that uh, Washington team, which, like I said, just doesn't look uh, very good. We'll start there, and then we'll go to the later games. The earlier state, Alex, any thoughts from what you said? Yeah, that Toronto game, I mean, it frustrated me because I had Toronto regulation. And that was one of those things where, you know, case of being greedy. I could have laid 130 with, with, with the Leafs, although I would have been <laughs> even more furious watching it or team uh, total, go down. Over three or, or team yeah. total. Yeah, yeah but I, I would have been, yeah, I would have probably been even more mad watching that, uh, <laughs> seeing the first few, you know, like I said, first couple periods where, yeah, they're playing well, but Johansson, you know, was playing well too. And, and I, I, you know, give him credit for his, you know, rough of a goaltender as he is overall. He, he had a great night for about, 45 minutes. And uh, I, the same analogy I said, I talked to Rob Pizzola after the game uh, briefly on, on Twitter. And uh, he said, you know, if it wasn't for Johansson, uh, Leafs would have you know, won that game 10 nothing. I said, yeah, but he was good until the dam broke. And this is what we saw from him, like I said, you know, before in, in previous stops in his career. We even saw this on opening night with Nashville. He's an iron fence until you drive a, a pickup truck through it. And then, you know, he falls apart completely. So now that's something we have to, you know, keep continue to build momentum on throughout the year, right? We can't always just carry over one thing to another from a goaltender, right? You'd be in trouble if you were doing that with Philip Gustafson, which we'll talk about later. Um, so you have to, you know, start somewhat fresh, but still never forget what you've seen already. Now we're in the rhythm of, okay, Johansson, if he gets into his regular form that we're used to seeing in the two, three years where we've seen him play, and he's going to get more extended time, obviously, being the starter, now we can get the tendencies for live betting. All right, you know, Tampa goes up two goals, but they're not playing and, and keeping the pace and trying to continue the pressure. Now we can hit that opposite team next goal. Now we could try and grab a big price on the money line. Had it, had I done that, would have cashed big. Uh, you know, catching up with Toronto, down three one, could have gotten next goal, could have also gotten money line. So, like I said, those are things I like to look at more deeper into the season. But this is what this time of year is for: building up kind of uh, uh, you know a playbook, if you will, 
on how to attack some of these games, especially with the in-game stuff, you know. And that's the thing, I, I think, of course, with the family plan, you know, we definitely want to bring out content, but it's got to be a bit more organic with some of the live plays, too. I can't just go pick things out of thin air in the morning and then all of a sudden, you know, hope for those situations to always pop up at night. Like, I can have ideas, but I think I'm I'm pushing it a little bit. So I'm going to have to kind of read it back in a little bit. Like, we got the BetCast on Tuesday. That's the more of an organic, natural feel of we're watching the games and now we're, we're live betting. We don't have any kind of, uh, you know, backstory for certain games other than what we're looking at from a handicapping point of, point of view. But we don't have anything, you know, pregame or something. There'll be certain games that I won't touch on, on Tuesday that will be strictly for live betting during the BetCast just to kind of get more of a natural feel with them. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, that is true, and you're right. It's something that I probably should have been shouldn't have been asleep at the wheel once that three two goal went in for Toronto. I should have said, you know what? Watch the floodgates open. That's what happened to Blackwood in the Carolina game. You know, yep. really, that all of a sudden they got it to you know three two, and then it just caved in on him after that. And it kind of did not so not as much with Johansson last night, but still, that second goal kind of got his confidence shook a little bit. And Toronto was able to take advantage. Uh, what else did we see last night? We saw the Philadelphia Flyers put up another great effort, albeit losing 5-4 in overtime uh, against the Dallas Stars. It wasn't Dallas's best game. They made a lot of mistakes, turnovers. They ended up coughing up the puck more than I'm sure uh, Pete DeBoer would want. 40 shots allowed. That's very atypical of uh, Dallas. But uh, I'll tell you what, tough spot to put your backup goalie in. Scott Wedgwood giving up that many shots. Uh, he actually played all right for Dallas, considering the workload he had to face. Uh, Sam Harrison kind of struggled for the uh, Flyers uh, as Dallas was able to outscore their problems. Pavelski with the overtime winner, he's off to a great start. I mean, this guy ages like a fine wine. I mean, he gets better. I mean, my goodness. And uh, Pavelski, another overtime goal for him uh, yesterday to beat uh, da uh, Philadelphia 5-4. Uh, a wild one with uh, Columbus and Minnesota, a 5-4 Blue Jackets win. Adam Fantilli who could have scored, I think, two or three in that game last night. It took him a while to finally get one, but he finally did his first NHL goal. And the Jackets, man, a 5-4 to four, uh, victory over the Minnesota Wild. And uh, it's funny, we were chatting about this game last night, and uh, I said it on the show, and Alex reminded me of it, that I said, I don't think Minnesota is all that special. And the more I watch Minnesota, you know, they aren't that special based on what I have seen. Uh, so far this year, they're not playing that same defensive style of game. I mean, they gave up 54 shots on goal, you know, the Columbus Blue Jackets uh, last night. And one of our big time winners last night was the draw, uh, plus 400 in this Jackets and a wild game. Uh, Alex liked it right from the onset. I had a piece of it as well. Uh, it was a terrific uh, result there, uh, getting that game to uh, go to OT, played out perfectly. Nashville rolls past San Jose 5-1. to one. That was a good game. First period puck line, Predators team total. Whew. Both of them cash in there for me uh, in that game. Um, Vegas, 5-3 against Chicago. There is no stopping this team. Uh, <laughs> they're going to go 82-0 and at this point? I don't know. Of course not. But my goodness, I mean, what an absolute uh, wagon they are here to begin this season. Hang over my ass as far as the Stanley Cup is concerned. Uh, just a terrific effort again. Uh, really the highlight for Chicago was Connor Bedard's first uh, goal on home ice for the Blackhawks to get the game uh, going. Uh, but there was not much to like after that if you're a Chicago Blackhawks fan and Vegas ends up uh, getting the 5-3 uh, to three, uh, victory. Someone in our chat, I believe, or in our comments, uh, YouTube comments for the show we did on Saturday, said that they bet Bedard to get the first goal of the game, I think, if I if, oh. I'm, if I remember correctly. And oh, it was nice. like 14-1. to one. So cr credit to whoever did that. I saw that comment. Wow. 
if you if you did indeed bet that, wow, a terrific uh, hit there with that uh, Bedard first goal last night. Yeah. Uh, St. Louis four two against Pittsburgh. Um, that that Penguins are coming home to roost now. I'm telling you, this is this is a team that's got a hell of a lot of work to do if they want to prove themselves as a playoff team. Uh, let me just put it that way. That's, I mean, it's just funny how they got Carlson to say, oh, they, there's no way they can't m- make the playoffs now. Well, yes, there is. And it's those issues, I think, at the back end that still concern me uh, about the Pittsburgh Penguins. You talk about concerning issues on the defensive end. What's happened to Carolina, man, defensively? What has happened? This has been uh, a hallmark of Rod Brindamore's team the last several years. has been this airtight, structured, strong defense, tough to find the back of the net against them. People are finding the back of the net with ease. I mean, they've just given up a seven spot and a six spot in back-to-back games against Seattle and Colorado. Okay, that is troubling. And okay, early in the season, not everybody's playing their best. We'll get to Edmonton in a sec. There's another one. Uh, but, you know, what on earth is happening to Carolina defensively? Uh, it's awful to see the way they're playing. They hung Kochekov out to dry. I can't even blame him. Uh, you know, so that's the that's the scary part. We thought, oh, maybe Kochekov gets a start. He finally did. Maybe that'll calm the waters a bit. No, the defensive woes were still there in full force. Very troubling. I mean, it's obviously early in the season, and we know they're capable of getting back to that style of play and shut, shutting teams down, but they have not shut anybody down so far this year, Carolina, and it is really stunning to see it. Rangers 4-1 against Seattle. Um disappointing from Seattle but again I was worried about the Rangers angry about the way they played at home against Nashville starting a road trip it was a good spot for them I didn't trust them but it was in theory a good spot for them and they showed why as they take care of Seattle four to one uh, last night Uh, Winnipeg three two win against the uh, Edmonton Oilers in overtime Oilers lose the game after a great start that's concerning what's even greater concern is Connor McDavid didn't play the end of the third period in overtime because of an injury he just sat on the bench he's going to be reevaluated uh, today will he miss some time now that's a big question mark and a one and four start for this Oilers team not what they hoped for and uh, Boston I think this was actually one of Boston's better games they finally looked like a team last night where okay now they finally look like a team that's uh better than I thought they played the first few games as they take care of LA last night by a score of four to two uh alex the later games uh what did you think yeah i'm sure gary bettman and all the oiler fans are uh sobbing in bed right now praying and hoping that he's going to be fine and, and healthy that's the last thing that any of them and the league want to see and you just don't want to see a, a top player like that hurt missing time anyway but uh you know the minnesota game at columbus that was just a lot of fun to watch and and it's so funny because i had a couple people dm me on instagram and they were saying oh you know Seems like the Wild, you know, not getting their momentum together. This might be, you know, one of those games where Columbus goes and, and blows them out. And I said, no, just give it time because Columbus is still a shit show. And if you see how long it took them to get the puck out of their zone late in the game, that's those are the reasons why. And I posted this stat uh, on Twitter a few days ago. And I think now it's shifted, of course. But the top five teams to go past regulation over the last five years, Columbus is right in the mix of that. And I think they actually now 79 games uh past regulation combined in the last five seasons when that happens there's a reason for that and one of the things is they are sloppy passing the puck around that was an issue all night long even though they had tons of offensive chances and, and generated uh what i think it was 97 or 98 total shot chances throughout the game 53 shots on goal but the passing was awful if they had crisper passing yeah they win that game eight to three eight to four easily 
So they got to work on that. But the offense is there. The talent, Adam Fantilli getting his uh, first career goal. Cuban Wayne Gretzky mentioned that in the chat yesterday. So kudos to him for pointing that out. And, uh, you know, Philip Gustafson. Yeah, if it wasn't for him, the Wild would be in a world of trouble. And I had never in a million years thought I'd be saying that. I thought for sure when you see this tandem and be all, oh, it's got to be Mark Andre and Alex, they're a fucking disaster without Spurgeon on the back end right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. They're a mess. They're a mess. And and, 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 and I'm thinking, okay, this this on paper looks like a team that can outscore those problems. And they can't for some reason. Where's Kirill Kaprizov? Like, where is he? You see him around the net, but he hasn't put anything in it. Like, you know, the two goals in the two games, even the goals that he scored, they're not his classic kind of goals. This team is just discombobulated. I don't know what the issue is. It doesn't seem like there's a chemistry issue. All these guys seem to really gel and like each other. You know, you, you see them around everywhere, and, and, and there seems to be good chemistry. But there's something off, and that's why you know I, I I took the shot with it, and now it looks like it's great value. I don't know what I haven't even seen what the updated price on this is. But Dean Evison, first coach fired. They keep losing games like this. That that could easily happen before Thanksgiving. Uh, these are these are terrible losses, and these are losses you can't afford to have right now. Uh, these are the things that keep you from being second place to third place or third place to a wild card or wild card completely out of the playoffs down the road. So you have to beat teams like Columbus at home, uh, especially when you're scoring goals. But, um, yeah, it, it, they just, they're just completely discombobulated. Vegas, uh, to use the line from the, the show Shorzy, they may never lose again. Uh, that that's I mean it's no bullshit. The way that they're playing right now, honestly, off of not it's not just off of the Stanley Cup, right? But just the fact that they're grinding this out and the way that they're playing, right? Okay, two two tie going into the locker room after second intermission. That would have been an easy time for them to say, you know, we've been playing our asses off. You know, let's just try to do the best we can and get out of here, let's just, you know, let's just, you know, give them a finish. No, they came out there with 13 seconds in the third period, get a goal, and, and end up cruising and, and to another win. They're making this look effortless. They don't look tired. They don't look fatigued. They're not trying to, you know, conserve or consolidate like a, a Boston uh, or a Dallas. Um, they're playing their style of hockey. They're dictating the pace every single night, and when you do that, that's a hard team to beat. I, I'm, I'm not jumping in front of Vegas anytime soon. You know, now I, it's interesting, the quote uh, for Jonathan Marshall, so where he says, you know, we knew we were better than these guys. We, you know, we, we just had to come up and wait, come out there and wake up and beat them. That's some bulletin board material for two teams that are going to play each other this upcoming Friday. And note that. I thought that was time, a fake quote when I read it. He actually said that. Wow. No, he actually yeah. said that. Yeah, I heard the video. And, and note the start time on that game Friday. That's an early start because it's Nevada Day. This is a huge thing. Since the inception of the Golden Knights, they play a day game on that Friday. People get the day off from work and school. It's a, it's a, uh, a state holiday. And every year that they play at home, they usually t- put the screws to somebody. I think the first year they won like 8-1. to one. These have always been blowouts. But now you've got some bulletin board material for the Hawks to read when they fly out there and uh, get ready for that game. So that's going to be a really interesting game to watch. Uh and like I said, you know, we're all watching now to see when will the ball drop? When will Vegas lose? I don't know if it's going to be anytime soon. You get Philly next, then you get the Hawks again. You, the, the schedule has been laid out so nicely for them in, in comparison to where Chicago has just gotten just a horrible draw. You know, you go on the uh, road five games in 10 days. You come back home, a very emotional home opener, of course, with uh, the tribute to Rocky, which they did a fantastic job by the Hawks. Uh, and NBC Sports Chicago for putting all that together. That was uh, just very emotional and very well done. Connor Bedard getting the goal in his first home game. So all that emotion. And now, 
even here you go, you got to play Boston next. Okay, a team that that played you tough, and, and then you got to go back on the on the road, start West Coast road trip, and you're playing against this Vegas team. So Chicago, the schedule makers uh, didn't do any any favors for Chicago. They did a lot of them for Vegas, and it's paying off dividends right now because the Golden Knights look like an absolute wagon. Yeah, they sure do. Uh, they're absolutely an outstanding start, and uh, because we're so used to talking about a team that just won the Stanley Cup here in uh, October as a team that's trying to find their way, find their legs you know, pace themselves for a long season and a chase of another Stanley Cup. Not this team. They look like they're in mid-season form right now. It's uh, it's And it's everything. It's the goaltending, it's the D, and they're scoring goals too. I mean, look at the last couple of games. No problem finding the back of the net uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights, which actually you shouldn't be that surprised about considering just the great, dearth, uh, great amount of uh, depth they have uh, up front, which is something we have definitely talked about. Uh, over and over again, uh, for sure, with this uh, Vegas team. Uh, all right, so that is Saturday. Before we get into uh, Sunday's card, uh, I do want to point out that it was a unbelievable day for player prop betting for me. Now, the whole day was good because uh, we were profitable uh, up with the sides and the totals as well. But with the player props in particular, it was just spectacular, uh, some of the results uh, we found. So I'm going to, um, on the uh, screen here, Here's some just some of the uh, damage as far as the uh, bigger player props from Saturday are concerned. We'll put it up on the screen right there. Uh, there, th Those were the bigger player prop caches for me, which I also, of course, posted before puck drop on the uh, community tab uh, of the uh, Ice Guys uh, YouTube channel subscription for family members. Um, the, now, I'm disappointed that I didn't mention some of these on the show because I only noticed the lineup changes that led me to bet some of these, uh, you know, in the hour or two before puck drop. Right. Sanderson, I mentioned on the show, of course. We saw that, and it actually cast right while we were still on the air. I mentioned Matthew Nyes on the show, and he, of course, got gets uh, two goals for the Leafs in the third period. I think I hinted at Hughes uh, in the Vancouver, Florida uh, analysis yesterday, but then I saw that he is uh, not only getting more ice time overall, but he's playing significant minutes on the power play. Uh, and um, I thought that plus and shooting the puck a shit ton, man, this guy is an over the shots on goal prop machine right now as well. And they're not pricing it like it, it was two and a half plus 150 <laughs> for his shot prop yesterday. And I think wow. he had six or seven shots on goal last night for the Vancouver Canucks. So plus 700 for him to score. Jake Neighbors, won't you be my neighbors? Jake Neighbors, St. Louis Blues. <laughs> I put him on. Good job, Mr. Rogers. Yeah, but Jake Neighbors, uh, St. Louis Blues, moved up to the second line. This is a guy that's been toiling in the third line most of the year, and that's what got us on the uh, Jake Neighbors prop at plus 600. Roslovic moved up to the top line last night for the Columbus Blue Jackets. There was shuffling with Patrick Lyonne out, uh, and Jack Roslovic ended up going to the top line. And guess who scored the overtime winner for Columbus last night? Yep, Jack Roslovic. So that was a nice plus 500. And I did mention Fantilli. Yesterday on the show, um, said he's due to get his first goal. He's had chances, and he had a bunch before. He had a ton of chances last night yeah. before he finally scored, and finally he did, plus 380. So it was those were the biggest player prop uh, hits for me yesterday, and, man, we had a bunch of them. It was a very fun day and a very profitable day. Love to see it. Yeah, very, very nice work, man. And it's funny, yeah, with Fantilli, if you could have bet overs and posts, he would have cashed that with these two because he hit back-to-back. -back, I messaged you. He hit back-to-back -back posts in one shift 
and then the next shift he comes back out a one timer and then hits the hits the top of the crossbar. Like it, like yeah, he he should have probably had a hat trick last night, but at least he gets the first one. And the fact that he's you know hitting post and, and and getting good angles, getting off good shots, that's a good sign for the rookie. He's probably someone to maybe keep an eye on uh, throughout the week and beyond. Yeah, that's a very well done by Real Deal Prime too. Like a good neighbor, Jake will be there. Yes, ah, Jake from State yeah. Farm. Jake, neighbor, I know what you're very doing nice. there. Yeah, I like that. yeah. And that's the State Farm slogan. I know. I see what you did there. Very nice. Well done. That's A plus for effort and execution, actually. Uh, speaking of A plus for effort and execution, that's the Detroit Red Wings right now. As we segue into our Sunday games, Calgary and Detroit. Uh, Calgary minus 140, uh, road favorites, uh, six and a half the total here in this game. Uh, I'm not going against Detroit now. Uh, that was now, look, it is a rest advantage for Calgary. They're off a loss to Columbus. There are things that point situationally to the Flames here in this spot, no question. But I'm not betting against Detroit as a home dog at this price. Uh, I like what I see. Debrinkit, Perron, uh, you know, you go on down. The, Valeno steps up with a couple of big goals. And watch out for Joe Valeno. Joe Valeno had a really good preseason for Detroit. And I was waiting to see if his NHL regular season performances would start to you know, reflect that. Uh, and he had a really good game for the uh, Red Wings yesterday. Larkin, uh, Lucas Raymond, I think, has a bounce back here. And they've gotten other contributions, too, from D Daniel Sprong has chipped in a little bit for them. So offensively, they're humming uh, right now, the uh, Detroit Red Wings. Uh, the power play has been electrifying. This is definitely a game where targeting some power play point props for the Detroit Red Wings is not a bad idea. This power play is just piping. You know, you talk about Red Wings, how about Red Hot as far as their power play? They have gone seven for 12, seven for 13 in the last three games, I should say, with the man advantage. Seven for 13. That's better than 50% efficiency uh, with the man advantage for the uh, Detroit Red Wings here uh, in the last three games. So, um, you know, that is definitely a dangerous team to be given uh, a man advantage and a power play too right now with what they are doing. Calgary, you know, to be honest with you, they're two and three. They've been up and down. They had the season opener home win against Winnipeg. They dropped the next two to Pittsburgh and to Washington. That's probably a team they shouldn't have lost to, but they did in a shootout. They had that two nothing lead. Washington ties it and Calgary couldn't find the back of the net after that. They beat Buffalo four three and then they lose to Columbus three to one and somehow can't buy a goal against Spencer Martin the other night, although Spencer Martin did play pretty well uh, in that game. I think you're going to see a very concerted effort. All the quotes from Calgary reflect, we really want this one because we don't we want, we don't want to end this road trip one and four. You know, we don't. If now we can win this game and at least get to two and three uh, on this road trip before it wraps up, that's big. And because they lost the last game, I could see focus for Calgary um, in this game. Uh, but I'm not laying minus 140 uh, with them against this uh, Detroit team. I do lean a little to over six and a half. Now, I know James Reimer's in net for Detroit. He had a shutout against Columbus in his one and only start uh, this season earlier this week when Detroit beat Columbus 4 nothing. But I got to see him do it again. And he did face Calgary once last year, and he gave up six goals uh, against them when he was a member of San Jose uh, last season. So he didn't fare well against Calgary. So I, I, I certainly – Detroit's an over team right now. You know, I still do have some questions about their blue line, but there's no questions about their offense. Four and one to the over uh, this season for the Detroit Red Wings. And in their two previous home games here at the Pizza Box, Little Caesars Arena, they scored six in those games against Tampa Bay and Pittsburgh. So no problem offensively for them right now. I do like this over six and a half a little bit here, minus 120 
uh, looks to be the price. We'll get into some player props in this game, and there are a bunch that I like here in just a moment. Alex, how about you? Anything you like here? Calgary, Detroit. Yeah, like I said, uh, certain lean toward Red Wings, especially as, as a home dog here. But I like that over a bit more, six and a half. I don't mind laying a dollar twenty in the spot on a short a short card. You could wait and try to grab five and a half. But if you do that, I would also you know, advise laying a dollar twenty, a dollar twenty five, and just waiting maybe two or three minutes. Don't get greedy and try to get plus money and five and a half. Just try to get the better of the number. So uh, I might sprinkle something small, maybe twenty five percent of a unit. On the six and a half at minus one twenty now, wait and throw the rest of the unit on uh, the full game over five and a half at adjusted price. I think we should be able to see it go over both. Like I said, Calgary needs to get momentum going, to get that offense rolling. They can do that against James Reimer, but like I said, Detroit's got their offense uh, rocking and rolling too. So this should be a fun game and an odd kind of start time. Detroit already playing an earlier day game yesterday. So that could be a little bit sloppy early. So maybe even look for a first period over live as well. So definitely a live game and one I'll be certainly tuning in. There you go. And uh, Alex has been good with the live uh, wagers and certainly the strategy. We post that as well on the uh, uh, family plan for family plan members on the uh, Ice Guys uh, YouTube channel subscription for family plan members in the community tab. Uh, the strategy that Alex employs for these uh, live wagers. And uh, that's definitely helpful and tells you, you know, the timing that he's looking for as far as these uh, bets. You know, Joe Valeno, you know, like I said, he had a great game yesterday. You know, that to me is, and he had a good preseason. You know, the sprinkle for him to find the back of the net, I think is worth a look. I mean, look, Shane Goss to spare. I mentioned these defensemen from the point on the power play and, especially power plays that are sizzling like Detroit's power play is right now. You've got to, you know, if you can find a power play that is really clicking and you can see who is quarterbacking that power play from the blue line, you have yourself just a potential gold mine on your hands uh, of betting value. And when it comes to Shane Goss despair, he has, he has, he's been terrific offensively. I still think in the zone zone, he can be a disaster at times, but offensively he is very good and he can be very good. And he's been very good for Detroit in that regard uh, so far uh, this season. You look at Shane Goss despair's numbers. He's got six points already in the first five games for the uh, Detroit Red Wings. He scored in two of the last three games. So Shane Goss despair goal prop is uh, one of those big bomb prices again at plus 900 at Caesars as a great price there for him to score. And he did, of course, yesterday power play point prop for Goss despair is at plus three forty. you know, at bet three, six, five. So uh, why not? I mean, this is a red hot power play. Goss despair's quarterbacking the number one unit. And these are some of these defenseman prop spots we have been kind of feasting on here <laughs> the last uh, few days. So there's a good one to look at there as far as the ghost chain Goss despair is concerned. Um, and uh, definitely uh, something to keep an eye on here as well for this game. Mo Sider has been collecting a bunch of assists uh, so far this season from the blue line. Again, the blue lines are left wide open more than ever before, uh, and you can get, I think, the Mo Sider assist prop at a decent uh, price here in this game uh, as well. So uh, that's something I would look at. Those are some of the props I like on the Detroit side. Um, it wasn't a, it was a quiet game from DeBrinckit. We'll see if and it was surprising because he's playing his old team. I thought he would have had a little more of an impact than he did. Um, but nevertheless, you know, he might bounce back here. He might be someone to consider as well from the uh, uh, prop standpoint here. I'm just going to uh, here. We, there it is. Plus 156 is that assist price on Cider. 
uh, for uh, Detroit. So that's not a bad price there as well. Larkin's been solid, of course, as well, most of the season. He's been going over his shot prop as well. Uh, three goal, three shots, four shots, five shots, seven, six. I mean, he's been shooting the puck quite a bit. He has two goals, and he has two goals in the last three games, and he has three, six, seven, eight, nine points already in five games this season for the uh, Detroit Red Wings. So, again, Dylan Larkin point prop is minus 200. Don't take that. You do the goal prop, you do the assist prop, you split it between the two, and you can. That's how you do it, and and you hope that he can get a goal, get an assist, and you cash both. You know, plus one ninety six to get a goal, minus one hundred five to get an assist. That's what you want to take as in, instead of uh, the point prop on its own. And then on the Calgary side, I'm going back to the well with him again, and we. It was it's a bad beat. I, I'm going to say it on Friday night, Alex Calgary Columbus. My bargain bin special of the night was Adam Rzichka. For the Calgary Flames, that was a bad beat. He had a million chances. He had a couple of close-range looks in on Martin, and he either missed the net or Martin stopped it, or he and he hit the post one time as well. Like he was, he did everything but score Friday night for the Calgary Flames in that game. He's getting the chances. He's still terrific value at plus three ninety uh, at Caesars uh, to find the back of the net tonight for the uh, Calgary Flames. So uh, Adam Rzichka, uh for Calgary continues to get those chances. Uh, which is what you want to see. Uh, he's my favorite flame uh, player prop here tonight as well. I do want to mention as far as their uh, power play situation goes, it's uh, Ras Rasmus Anderson, by the way, suspended four games for that um, elbow at the end of the Columbus game on Patrick Lyon, which is expected. He expected him basically to have some kind of um, discipline, uh, supplementary discipline handed down by the league. Uh, that is indeed what happened. So Noah Hannafin's going to end up being the guy that moves into power play one on the point for the uh, uh, Calgary Flames today. Um, so he's going to get even more ice time now, not only at power play one, but probably five on five, even strength His ice time is going to go up today. Noah Hannafin without Rasmus Anderson in the lineup. So the Noah Hannafin props might be something to consider because this guy can produce some offense. Now he doesn't have a goal yet, but he has, Four points uh, on the season. He's going to play even a little bit more. He's going to be on the power play. Um, so the Hannafin, you know, props might be a good target. And Insight's already mentioning it here in our chat over uh, Hannafin to get a point at plus 106, uh, which, yeah, definitely. Uh, I would uh, take a look at that. And I'd even sprinkle on the power play point prop, knowing that he's going to be quarterbacking that as well for the uh, Calgary Flames here uh, in this game. Um, Mangiapani's cooled off, so I'm cooled off on his props as a result. Um, Dubé has had chances, hasn't found the back of the net just yet. Like I say, Brzezicka is the clear choice for me up front because he's getting those chances. He's right there in front of the net, right there in the areas you need to score. And I think he's got a good chance to find a goal today for Calgary. All right, second game for Sunday, Boston Bruins, Anaheim Ducks, Boston minus 260 road favorites, six the total in this game. I'll tell you what, uh, Sunday's – and Anaheim and this guy betting Anaheim as a home underdog might become a tradition here uh, on this uh, show. But I'm tempted by it. I haven't bet it yet. I'm waiting to see, you know, who's in net specifically in this guy. Although I expect it to be uh, John Gibson here for uh, Anaheim in this game tonight, considering we saw uh, Lucas Dostal uh, get the net for them against Arizona uh, yesterday. So back to back for Anaheim. Uh, and it is back-to-back -back for Boston, of course, too. They were in L.A. last night. But Anaheim played the earlier game, much earlier. Like, th their game started six and a half hours 
you know, before the Boston Bruins LA Kings game did. Now, Anaheim does have a little bit more travel to get back home than Boston LA to Anaheim. Anaheim's got to get back home from Arizona. But again, the earlier start time, you're able to replenish yourself a little bit easier that way. Um, and I think that and they showed you last time when last weekend when they played Vegas on a Saturday night, they got back home, played Carolina at home. Uh, they ended up getting the job done. It was a great performance, too. They beat uh, Anaheim by or they beat Carolina by a score of six to three uh, last weekend in that game. Now, we did note that Carolina earlier in the show, their de- defense has not been good this season. Boston has been pretty solid in terms of keeping the puck out of the net. So there's probably going to be a greater challenge to score goals tonight for the Anaheim Ducks, but you can't love the situation for Boston. You know, they, they start the road trip with that win in LA. And this is sometimes the spot where that, you know, the better team gets tripped up a little bit. And this is spots where that could happen this year, a little bit more when you play a team like Anaheim, because I think Anaheim is improving. Anaheim is building this young core. They've got Jamie Drysdale back on the blue line. This Pavel Minchikov kid, who's only 19, has been solid on their blue line. Terry, Zegris, McTavish, Leo Carlson, you know, this young core of forwards up front. It's not an easy opponent to beat compared to last year. And I think Greg Cronin's got them playing harder, playing smarter as well. I find I find their defensive posture is already improving. Like this team was just a sieve in terms of shots allowed, defensive zone coverage was brutal under the last regime, Dallas Akins. And I think you're already seeing Anaheim take major steps forward of improvement uh, in that regard. And it is worth noting too, they had the long flight out to the West coast to begin this trip. You play LA last night. Now you're playing Anaheim tonight. And there is some um, uh, aging veterans on this Boston team, Posternock, Marshawn, you know, these are guys that have been around the block. You know, and even some of the guys like Coyle, they're approaching 30 years old now, too. So JVR is another one. You know, this is definitely one of those tricky situations here for Boston here on the back to back. And I I like what I've seen from Anaheim in terms of their work ethic. And uh, look, Carolina's clearly having some issues to begin the year, but you still are able in this very same type of spot situational uh, element. Go, are able to beat Carolina at home last weekend uh, on a Sunday night on a back-to-back. I think they're capable here of giving Boston a really, really uh, tough game. Now, the Bruins last year uh, won both meetings against um, the uh, Anaheim Ducks, including 7-1 to here uh, in Anaheim. But actually, the game in Boston was a 2-1 to Boston win in a shootout. So Anaheim actually did play them tough. And then Anaheim actually beat Boston a couple years ago here in this building by a score of 4-3. to uh, and in fact, if you go back long term to 2017, you know, it's five and five as far as the series history in the last 10 meetings between these two teams. So, you know, to me, this is just a price that's a little too rich for me with Boston, even though, you know, they played great. They've yet to lose. I, they, they played a lot better last night. I wouldn't say they played great. They played good enough to win the first three games. I thought they played a better game last night. Best game I've seen from them uh, against the Kings last night. I don't trust them here in this spot. And I think there's going to be value in these type of spots with Anaheim, you know, uh, catching a team on a back-to-back, an Anaheim team that has shown you on home. Look, on home ice, they could be 2-0 and this year. Let's not forget how they played Dallas. 3-2 loss, and they outshot Dallas. And actually, I think had the slightly better of the play in that game against the Dallas Stars. You know, if the, that result changes just a bit, they score on a couple of their chances and win that game. You're talking about a 2-0 and Anaheim team at home this year. So I'm going to take a shot here. Anaheim plus 210 uh, in this matchup. Alex, what do you like here? Bruins, Ducks. 
Yeah, I think this is going to be an interesting back and forth battle. Even though, like I said, Anaheim's been more responsible defensively, but I think this, like I said, Boston is one of those teams that can kind of bring the energy and intensity to you. And looking back at the history, uh, the Bruins haven't done that well against the Ducks, even going back over what, the last decade or so. They've won uh, five of the last seven meetings, but but before that, it was just kind of a mess up and down wherever they were, home or road. So when you look at the situational spot, like I said, third game and four nights out west. This is an aging team against a, a fresh and kind of spunky Anaheim team that's got some good energy, uh, you know, kind of a new lease on life now with their coach kind of, you know, steering them along. And this is a good spot and a good price, I think, to back Anaheim. So I will be backing them on the money line. But I kind of like this over a little bit, too. This is one I'm going to wait and see. I want to see pace and tempo first, especially from Boston, because the last two uh, games with them, I've been on the first period over. I was fortunate enough to cash it with. Uh, the game against San Jose did not cash it last night with L.A. So I want to see them uh, if they are they going to come out, you know, gun swinging and, and early in this period. Or are they going to kind of still try and play slow and try to wear Anaheim down and then build upon it moving forward? So it, it could uh, open up some opportunities for us live. But I'm going to pregame go with Anaheim. And there's a certain player prop that I like for Boston. I'll talk about it in a little bit. Uh, it sounds like it could be a bargain bin special of the night type of uh, segment that uh, Alex is thinking with that. Uh, as far as props go, um, you know, with Marshawn, Pasternak, JVR. I mean, I, I feel like I keep mentioning those three names over and over again. If you're going to bet any sort of Boston Bruins uh, scoring props right now, those are the three guys doing it for them uh, for the most part. JVR, Marshawn, and obviously Pasternak, you know, pretty much tries to score every night for them. He's capable of doing it. Uh, but you don't want to overthink it or overcomplicate it too much. I took a shot with Lucic, plus 770 to score. He was on the top line with Zaka and Pasternak. We'll see if that changes. He didn't score. Uh, it's kind of a long shot with a guy like that. It's not like he's a gifted offensive player. Uh, but I still took a shot with it at plus 770 with him going to the uh, top line for Boston last night. As far as Anaheim goes, look, it was a tough night, t- tough game for them offensively yesterday uh, against uh, Arizona. I would stay away from Zegers. Zegers is still trying to get his conditioning down, Pat. I agree with that. Cuban Wayne Gretzky, Frank Vetrano has been the guy early in the season for Anaheim. Uh, he's got good chemistry. McTavish has had chances as well. I mean, four goals already this year for Vetrano, and he has uh, 12 shots on goal in the last three games. Absolutely. Yep. And, and he's done well against the Bruins. Uh, I agree with that. Frank the Tank for Toronto, McTavish and Strong. I like McTavish a little bit. I think he might be able to chip in here for them. And look, Leo Carlson, he scored his first NHL goal uh, against Dallas. He had four shots on goal yesterday. He had a bunch of opportunities there. And, it, you know, it's he's, when I bet player props for a guy that's not putting up the numbers, like in goals, assists, points, I'm still willing to bet these players that don't produce in a certain span as long as they're getting the chances. And the opportunities. That's why I went back to the well with Fantilli last night for Columbus, because he was getting all these great chances. It was only a matter of time before the puck went in. And Carlson had four shots last night. I think Leo Carlson, his props are worth a look right now. He has not looked out of place. He's looked very comfortable here in his first two NHL games uh, as a, in this league. Uh, and so I think he's, like I say, he doesn't look out of place. And he's getting opportunities uh, he had that wonderful goal against Dallas, his first of his career. So I'm going to sprinkle the goal and the assist props here for uh, Leo Carlson. Uh, assist prop plus 185, uh, and the goal prop for him is in that plus 320 uh, range. So a really good price there for 
those two. All right, there we go. That is the Sunday card. Appreciate everyone joining us. 84 live viewers hit the like button on the way out. Reminder, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Monday show. We'll talk Montreal Buffalo and the Q&A segment after we talk Montreal Buffalo on Monday's show. So if you're a family plan member, get into the community tab, post yeah. a question for either me or Alex or both of us, and we will answer it for you on tomorrow's show. Anything about our betting strategies, uh, anything hockey related, you could ask us, you know, what's our favorite, you know, team from the 80s, 90, whatever, you know, you know, favorite, uh, you could ask Alex, what's his favorite jersey, something like that, anything, uh, anything goes with the Q&A if it's hockey related. So uh, we will answer some of those family plan member posted questions uh, on the Monday show. Tuesday, of course, the show moves to noon Eastern just for Tuesday, uh, earlier start. Uh, to get through all 16 games uh, in the NHL and also give us a little bit more of a break between that show and the live betcast on Tuesday night, which begins at 6 p.m. Eastern. And again, preferential treatment to the family plan members. I mean, if we get a bunch of uh, invite people requesting the link, we're going to send the link first to the people that are family plan members. Uh, they'll get the uh, first look, if you will. Uh, so if you want to join us on the betcast, uh, DM either of us, and we will send you the link for the BetCast before it starts our first live BetCast of the season for that special Tuesday night of NHL action starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. All 32 NHL teams in action with staggered start times every 15 to 30 minutes throughout the night. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you don't miss it. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, you know, the family plan, just $9.99 a month U.S., uh, it, it, this is the time to sign up for, like I said, you can put in, if you have any questions or, 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 you know, like I said, anything hockey or betting related for Ian or I, you can put that in right now. Uh, it, there's a tab and I'll repost it, uh, within the community tab. Like I said, things kind of get knocked down, but I'll repost that people can put in their, their questions. Uh, and there's really no deadline on that. I was, I was thinking if we had a lot of them, we'd have to make a cutoff point, but no, just, just send them in. And uh, like I said, we'll, we'll read them after we cover the game tomorrow. And then, of course, for Tuesday, you don't want to have to wait behind the velvet rope. Get in, in line uh, and get ahead of the line. Join the family plan, and you'll be one of the first people to, to be on the BatCast live. Because like I said, last year we had it where, you know, it was 15, 20 people that wanted to, to be on the screen live, and we couldn't couldn't hold everybody. So uh, that's why we're kind of having this to just, you know, keep everything in line and in order. And like I said, give you guys, uh, you know, the priority because you're part of the family plan. We'll have articles posted up. I'm going to be doing my goalie chart updates, and I might be doing something a little different thrown in for the family plan. I might do my top 10 goaltenders right now as well. So kind of had that as a, as a sliding scale that's kind of in conjunction with the goalie rankings and, and, the, and the power rankings. So that'll be something I'll have that'll be exclusive, uh, just the top 10 only. That'll be exclusive to the family plan members. So a lot of great uh, content coming up for you guys. Definitely worth signing up and supporting the podcast. No doubt. Tons of great uh, bonus extra content and a lot more to come uh, later throughout the season as well. Uh, no question. Videos and we're going to get into BetCast. It'll be more so later in the season, but definitely we're going to be doing a lot of that. Uh, no question uh, about that. Lots of great stuff in the uh, Ice Guys family plan as far as bonus Ice Guys content. As if you can't get enough of us seven days a week live here on YouTube. Uh, you got more of us here with the family plan. And just one more thing, too, before we get into our bargain bin play. Uh mentioning in the chat about yeah we've got the new merch the skinner t-shirts and uh we got a, a bunch of new items that are in that new merch store that link is inside of the chat box and we will also have that link in our youtube description starting tomorrow it's a weird like link name we didn't have a an actual name that we could like completely fill out like with iceguys.myspreadshop.com the, the flagship store if you will 
so we'll have to put that kind of long link in the description starting tomorrow. But you guys can get all those shirts. And we have all kinds of sizes. They go from extra small all the way up to 5X and I think up to 3X for the hoodies. So uh, if, if you couldn't find your sizes necessarily at the general store, the flagship store, this store should also have it. So we've got the regular stuff and we've got all the limited edition items there as well. All right. Excellent. Yeah. Make sure you check out the store. A lot of great merch there. Uh, make sure to get some uh, for yourself. No doubt about that. Um, Perlo in the chat too. I have a good point about maybe looking at Anaheim first period as well. Cause you remember last Sunday night with Carolina on the back to back, they jumped on Carolina in the first period of that game. So I might just do that as well, just to split it up at least in some form between first period and full game with uh, Anaheim here on the money line in this game tonight. All right, it is time for the bargain bin special of the night. I think we've had a couple of days in a row where we have not hit one. Uh, although I, I hit a bunch of these great goal props. Unfortunately, none of them were the bargain bin play. Uh, Ekman Larson, uh, he had three shots on goal uh, against uh, Vancouver, his old team last night, but none of them went in. Uh, and uh, the big rig, Patrick Maroon, couldn't get him uh, to find the back of the net either. But that's all right. We're still up well over 20 units of profit this season on the uh, bargain bin special of the night, which is just uh, terrific uh, results because of all of these big plus price hits. And that's all you need. You just need to hit one or two every week or so. And man, you're going to be profitable uh, throughout if, the season. If I'm not mistaken, I think we're exactly at 30 units. Oh, we're still at 30. I was wondering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I knew we were above yeah. 30. We've given yeah. a we were 34, seven, and then we each, we each lost the unit uh, over the two days. So yes, yeah, so we're at thir actually 30.7 30. units. Right. There you go. So we're still above 30. There you go. 30.7. Yeah. Unbelievable results. <laughs> Let's see if we can find one today. Um, I'm going to uh, start with uh, mine. I'm going back to Rizichka, man, for the uh, Calgary Flames. I mean, to, uh, uh, there's only two games, so there's not as much to choose from. But I see a guy that's scored in multiple games. I see a guy that's getting the chances. He could have scored two at least, at least against Columbus uh, on Friday night. He's still undervalued, plus 390 uh, at Caesars. For Adam Ruzichka, Calgary Flames, uh, and we were that close to getting the, the bargain bin home with him on Friday night. Uh, we're going back to the well one more time. We did this with Nyes, too. Nyes, I had the bargain bin special on him against Florida. He had chances, didn't score. I came back to another the bargain bin special, but I still bet him last night against Tampa, and he scores two goals. I kind of feel that way about Ruzichka here. What didn't go in for him Friday night, hopefully one will go in for him today against Detroit. Adam Rzichka, Calgary, plus 390 for my bargain bin special of the night. Alex, what do you got? So I'm going to the other game, Boston and uh, Anaheim. Even though I like the Ducks to win, I like a Boston player who's making a huge jump in the lineup tonight uh, to maybe make an impact, and that's Milan Lucic. Now, he's a veteran. He's not a guy you rely on to score your goals. But to boost him from the fourth line all the way up to the top line is pretty significant. And that means, you know, they need some spark and they need some energy. And they certainly do because this team, like I said, yes, they're 4-0, but it's about as lifeless of a 4-0 as you could possibly imagine. Uh, and, and they need to, you know, play like a top-tier team. I think Lucic is that spark plug they need to really kind of get things going just uh, amongst themselves. It doesn't mean they're going to win the game, but I think he's going to be one of those guys to get in front of the net, create some havoc, and I think he might find the puck on his stick and be able to bury one. At plus 600, it's definitely worth a shot. He's the that spark plug energy that they need. Maybe he delivers with a goal here, so it's worth taking a shot here. It's plus 600 with Milan Lucic to score a goal. Yeah, plus 600. Best price currently plus at Betano, uh, which is an Ontario book, plus 630. 
uh, for Milan Lucic. So uh, that's what we're looking at there. And look, I took a shot yesterday. It was plus 750, I believe, or close to that with him yesterday. He didn't score, but the theory makes sense. Uh, and that's that he's up on the top line and playing with uh, uh, Pasternak and Zaka uh, on that top line for the uh, Boston Bruins. So uh, Alex going back to the well with uh, Milan Lucic here, plus 600 to plus 650 uh, in that range for him to find the back of the net tonight for the Boston Bruins, elevated to the top line. All right, best bets here to wrap up this Sunday edition of the show. Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like for uh, best bet? Uh, hard to top the draw yesterday, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no draws today, unfortunately. We'll hopefully get back to the uh, draw season this week. But for today, we're going to go with the game in the Motor City. De Calgary and Detroit, we're going to go over six and a half. You can lay 120 right now. I think this will be a, a fair game where Calgary, like I said, need to get some momentum. They have a little bit of rest. Detroit's offense has been rocking and rolling. And do we really think James Reimer can pitch another shutout? That's a lot to ask. So we'll go over six and a half with Flames Red Wings. That's a Sunday best bet. All right. Calgary, Detroit, over six and a half, minus 120. Best bet for Alex B. Smith. Uh, my best bet for this uh, Sunday show, we're going to go to the Duck Pond and we're going to take it. We're going to make this big dog our best bet. Again, there's only two games. I'll be honest, if this was an eight or 10 game card, Anaheim would not be the best bet on this show but there's only two games. Uh, we're going to rock with that. I do like it legitimately. This is the same spot they beat Carolina in last Sunday night, 6-3. Quack, 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 quack. The Anaheim Ducks here, plus 210 uh, against the uh, Boston Bruins. I'm going to have a smaller piece of Anaheim in the first period as well, which is around plus 165 uh, in this game. So Anaheim at the big dog price against Boston. Uh, that'll be my best bet. Uh, that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Sunday. Enjoy the games and good luck. We are back tomorrow. Note the start time on Monday, 3 p.m. Eastern, to break down the Montreal Buffalo game and the Q&A segment as well. Get your questions posted on the community tab in the fa for family plan members, and we'll answer them for you on the show tomorrow. Join us again on Monday for another edition of the Ice Guys. Mm -hmm.